I got to ask you a question, sis. Are you just randomly posting whenever you have the time and energy? Do you even know why your audience follows you? Do you know what they're interested in? Do you know what they want to see from you? If you've answered no to any of those questions, then you are in the right place. Today, I'm going to teach you how to define a bulletproof strategy for your social media. I'm going to help you organize your content. And best of all, I'm going to help you better serve your audience. This is a good one, girl. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Social Media Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Marilena Lamp, and it is my purpose to help you increase your online presence and grow your revenue with tangible and inexpensive online marketing tips. This is episode number 18. Are you randomly posting without a strategy? You gotta hear this. Now, if you're listening to this in real time, you are probably in quarantine like most of the world is right now. We here in Northern California are in week nine, I want to say. Week nine sounds about right. And I'm an introvert. I'm a homebody. So besides like the obvious bad reasons why we have to do this, I'm really loving a lot of this. We get to be home as a family. We get to spend time together. We get to give our son so much attention. It's been kind of nice just to put everything on pause and to be able to focus on our health and being able to have a lot of time together. My husband, who is just such a kid at heart, has been having so much fun with our son. He just makes up random games. Our son is two, so it doesn't really take too much to make him laugh. And one of those games that my husband has been playing with him, they basically just get pillows off the couch and like have a pillow fight. And my husband calls it boom, boom. And it's really cute. My two-year-old would be like, daddy, boom, boom. And because of this, I have now had the 2009 Black Eyed Peas Boom Boom Pow stuck in my head for probably six weeks. It's it's just, it won't leave. It's just there. And for better or for worse, I know those lyrics word for word. So I have like no problem going around the house and rapping Fergie's part, but it's, it's every day. I can't not sing this song. So I just thought that you needed to know that. I thought that was very relevant to today's topic. Um, But obviously, that's not why you're here. You're not here to sing Boom Boom Pow along with me. Today, we are talking about how to organize your content and how to have a strategy that is really going to serve your audience. So before we get into this, I really encourage you to listen to my most recent podcast, which is about defining your target market, because that is really going to be the foundation for this episode. So if you haven't listened to the podcast on how to define your target market, I recommend you put this on pause, go back to episode 17, I think, and listen to that first. Because when you're defining your target market, one of the things that you're going to do is you're going to figure out who your audience is and what their problems are. And that is one way that we're going to define your social media strategy. Once you know who your target market is and what your audience is interested in, then you're going to have a much easier time organizing your social media strategy. So if you don't have one in front of you already, get out a pencil, get out a piece of paper, or open up the notes section in your phone because there is some good stuff in here that I want you to be writing down and thinking about for your brand as I'm talking about it. So my goal for you today is to develop your themes. That is how we're going to organize your social media strategy. We're going to determine three to five themes for your brand. 
These themes, sometimes you have heard of them as pillars or as categories, maybe even buckets. For each of these themes, you are the expert. People are coming to your page because they want information on that or they find value in what you have to say. You are the expert in that. You are delivering value within each one of those themes. So in thinking about what exactly are your themes going to be, this is where your target market practice comes into play. So once you know who your target market is, you understand what their problems are. You understand where their pain points are, and you also understand how you are providing solutions to that. You also recognize what differentiates your brand, your product, your service from a competitor. So you're going to use that information to develop themes. Now this, even as I'm saying it, I know it sounds kind of fluffy and theoretical. So I really feel like the best way to paint a picture of themes or categories is just to throw out some examples there. And I guarantee that some of you out there who are listening fall into these exact examples and can use these categories. Now I have no problem giving away this information for free simply because this is only going to be catered to you on your brand. So even if every single person in the industry has the same theme, their content will still be different because it's coming from an individual with a different voice and a different perspective. So let's get started on some examples. So the first example that I want to throw out there is someone who's in the health or fitness industry. So let's talk about these different themes. So one theme that you're going to talk about is your food. This can be that you're posting recipes or you're talking about eat this, not that, or what you do when you go to a restaurant or what restaurants have foods that cater to your diet. A second thing would be your fitness, your physical health. So maybe you're posting workouts or you're providing quick workout plans, or maybe you're showing how to do this without equipment. You can really cater that to the current time that we're in, for example, of how to do this at home with kids or how to do this without equipment. So think about how you can be relevant within that theme right now. A third theme could be mental health. So you're talking about that you're writing your gratitude journal and that you're doing personal development reading or you're meditating, you know, whatever that mental health means for you. Because as we know, health is not just physical, it's also an emotional and mental component there. Then got to throw in there some self-promotion. So don't be afraid to talk about what your business does, what your brand does. Um, Maybe you're sharing your personal transformation story. Maybe you're talking about promotions within your own business, like sales or um, some ongoing deals. So that would be a fourth theme. And then finally, fifth theme, and this is really an important one, is to throw in your personal story. So you're talking about your home life. You're you're showing what it means to be you. That is your brand. So maybe that's talking about how you're a mom or how you fit in this really busy fitness lifestyle into your home life. So your five themes in summary, if you are health and fitness, would be food, fitness, mental health, self-promotion, and your personal life. So that's just one example. And again, if, if every single person in the health and fitness industry stuck to those categories, there would still be different content because what you are writing, what you are offering is very different than what someone else is in that same industry simply because they're just a different person and they have different values and different perspective. 
Let's talk about a second example here, and that is real estate. So just like with health and fitness, you and every other realtor out there can have the same categories and have totally different content based on who your target market is, based on where you're selling your geographic location, which is what is so wonderful about these themes. So as a realtor, you are going to be an expert in each one of these themes. The first one is the geographic location that you're in. So you are the local expert. You know what businesses are coming to town, where new roads are being built, how different laws are affecting the taxes or maybe the county lines. You know that all about the local businesses and you are supporting them. You are patronizing them yourself. You're going to them and you are posting at those local businesses. Now, my recommendation for this is to get very specific. So this is not just, I know all about Los Angeles. You need to know specifically about Venice Beach or specifically about Pasadena. Those are both considered LA area and those are very different parts of town. So you are the local area expert, number one. Number two, you are the real estate expert. So you know all about real estate trends of the housing market. And this is really a big one right now since there's so much uncertainty with COVID-19. You can easily talk about what's going to happen with the real estate market because of coronavirus. You can also talk about different tips of how to make your house ready to sell or what buyers are looking for or how to add curb appeal. So this all has to do with being the expert within that theme. Also, you might have caught on that with a lot of these tips, you're providing value. This is what people want to see. They want these quick tips that are going to help them in the long run. So within each of these themes, they're also providing value. Okay, third one, self-promotion. Now, this is probably the most common use of social media within real estate and understandably why it's a free way to promote your business. So you're talking about open houses. You're talking about closing a sale. You're talking about a new house on the market. And that is totally fine. I think it makes a lot of sense to throw that in there with your social media content strategy. And finally, you're talking about your personal life. Now, obviously there's a lot of gray area between personal and professional, but as a realtor, this is what makes you, you. As you know, real estate is such a relationship-based business that I want to know why should I go to you instead of Sam Smith. Is that a musician? That's a bad example. (laughs) Instead of somebody else down the road. I want to connect with you. So I, whatever you're talking about, if it resonates with me, I am more likely to trust you. I am much more likely to get to know you and feel like that you are the person that I want to do business with instead of so-and-so who has $5 million bajillion in sales. Like I want to work with someone who I feel like I can talk to and who I know and who understands exactly what I'm looking for. So you're sharing your personal life. And again, this could be something just about your interests or your personality. Maybe you're talking about how it's Friday, enjoy that glass of wine, you know, whatever you're interested in and that, that you feel is really going to resonate with your audience. Okay, so... We talked about health and fitness. We talked about real estate. Let's do one more just for the fun of things. And this is something that I used to do, and I still just have a really soft spot in my heart for it, and that is event planning. Now, I know event planning is kind of a tough one to do at this very current real time just because there's not really any events happening with COVID-19 and quarantine, but there's still some things that you can talk about. So I would say this the the 
we were looking at different themes here. And the very first theme that you're going to talk about is you are an expert in event planning. So what does that come down to come down to? You are providing tips on how to plan an event. So maybe you're providing a timeline and saying, make sure you're doing this before that, or make sure you allow so many weeks before you order the invites, you know, you are the expert in that. So you are providing value to your audience because you are the expert of how to plan and how to manage an event. Another one, as you know, Instagram especially is so visual. You are providing design ideas. So I love design, but I have to say my personal style is like minimalist, arguably black and white boring. I've heard that one before. No shame in my game. Um, in fact, my whole wedding was black, white, and gray. And the most color you saw was the green from the flower arrangements. But I I personally loved it. It was very much us. I digress. Anyway, you're talking about design. So you're talking about what table cloths go really well with this new type of rose gold silverware. Those are always just the most beautiful pictures. So you're putting together pictures. And by the way, they don't really have to be yours. You can always ask permission to use them from other sites. I'm sure those other sites would love if you're sharing their content. And this could be something as simple as like, which one do you like better? Or like, look at this beautiful style from you know, fill in the blank, whichever site you want to promote. So you're talking about design because that has a lot to do with event planning. Another one, another theme that you can incorporate here is, again, being a local expert. So if you are an event planner in, let's say, San Jose, California, this is just what I'm familiar with, then you're talking about here are the different wineries that are around the Bay Area. Or if you're looking for more of a beach, here's one place you can go here. So you're being the local expert within that area. And it's a little bit different than real estate because we're also talking about venues and we're talking about you know what constraints you might have here or different ideas for events within those areas. So that's another theme. Last one, as always, I'm going to talk about self-promotion. So you're talking about maybe some discounts that you're doing or maybe have an open weekend, or maybe even promoting some of your vendors because they're doing the same for you. So don't be afraid to, to promote your business. Obviously, you don't want to be doing it all the time. I think a good rule of thumb is 80-20, but um, include self-promotion in that. Now, earlier in this episode, I asked you to take out a pen and a piece of paper and hopefully even taking notes, but here is really the reason why I asked you to take that out. I want you to divide your paper into four different boxes. So draw a line horizontally, draw a line vertically. And at the top of each box, you are thinking of a theme. So you are thinking of what area of expertise can I share with my audience? So you're writing down a theme. Try to get to four. Maybe you get to three. Maybe you get to five. You go, girl. So within each one of those themes, each one of those boxes, now I want you to just do a brain dump. I want you to write down all of the different content ideas that you have within each one of those things. And don't limit yourself. Sometimes the best ideas for marketing come from these brain dumps. So no idea is too awful, too bad, too big. Just write down anything you can think of within those themes. Another thing that I really, really want to reiterate is besides being the expert, which I feel like I've said at least 700 times now, not possible, is I want you to think of 
what value can I bring to my audience? What are they coming to me to look for? What are they interested in? And if you don't know what this is, there's a couple ways you can find this out. If you've already had content, like maybe you have a blog or maybe you have Instagram insights, you can see which posts get the most engagement. And that usually means that's what people are most interested in. That's what they value the most. So you can look at it like that. Another way to look at it is you can just survey your audience. This can be something as simple as like an Instagram story survey. That's really not the best way to do it, but eh, something. And you can say like, hey, like, what do you guys want to see more of? Would you rather see more workout stuff or more healthy recipes? So ask your audience what they want to see. And it may not be like an exact science in terms of what their response is, but at least it kind of gives you something. Now, obviously, this is not set in stone. You can always go back and you can change your themes, especially as things evolve. Like maybe you get pregnant and now you really want to talk more about, you know, baby stuff and, or maybe you buy a new house and you want to talk about home decor. So whatever that is, you can always change your themes. But I think this is just a really good starting point to at least understand what you're talking about and what your audience wants to see. Okay, so once you have outlined your themes and you've listed some ideas under there, you're going to take out a calendar for one month. So you can just print one offline. I like to make them myself in Excel and Word because I'm a structural nerd like that. So you have your calendar for a month. And the first thing I want you to look at is I want you to look at holidays because especially for a business, holidays mean that you want to stay relevant to that holiday, whether it's running promotions or just talking about it. You don't want to sound insensitive, especially if it's something that's um, really important, like Veterans Day or Memorial Day. So look at where the holidays lie. And after you do that, I want you to just start writing in a category for each day. So I assume each day, if you're posting each day, if you're only comfortable posting three or four times a week, That is fine too. That's really up to you what you feel comfortable doing, what you believe your audience uh, would really resonate to. So you're scattering your themes throughout the month. In other words, you don't just have one full week of recipes and then one full week of uh, promotion and one full week of your workouts. You kind of have them scattered throughout. So that way you're adding in some variety Uh, And you're still adding value, especially if your audience finds some of them find a lot of value in workouts, where some of them find values in your recipes. That way you're always having something for someone within the month. Now that you have your category spread out, now is a good time to go back to your list of your ideas within each category and start writing in the actual content that you want to post on each day. So you're writing in, um, it doesn't have to be your exact caption just yet, but at least you're writing in, okay, so uh, let's say on the 5th, I want to talk about, 5th of May, I want to talk about what restaurants are delivering for Cinco de Mayo, which places have promotions, and which places bonus deliver margaritas. So you're writing those in for each uh, day on your calendar. Now, if you really, really want to overachieve here, Now you can start thinking of what pictures do I need for this? What content do I want to post? And when I say content, I mean what exact caption am I going to have for that? So that's something you can also do ahead of time, even though you may not be posting it ahead of time. So that is my little overachiever tidbit for you. 
Now, we know that that was a lot of information at once, and I did not mean to overwhelm you with it. But what I really do encourage you to do is just to start thinking about what does your brand represent and what does your audience want to see? Most importantly, what brings them value? What are you an expert in that people come to you because they know that they're going to find very valid and credible information? If you're feeling overwhelmed by this, I would love for you to reach out to me on social media. I am at Social Media Mompreneur, and I want to help you with this. This is this is fun stuff for me. Call me a marketing nerd. I don't care. This is really fun for me because I'm able to help you understand what value you bring and what content you can post. Until next time, happy posting strategically.